This is the Adventure Sports Podcast, where we hear stories of adventure from every corner of the planet. We interview all sorts of folks who are using their sport to explore the world around them and give you the inspiration you need to get out there and have some fun. Hey folks, this is kind of an interesting setup for us. Uh, I don't do a lot of these monologue episodes, but I'm going to give it a shot for this Thursday episode instead of doing a a revisited or something. Um, If it totally sucks, I'm sorry. (laughs) But, you know, with everything going on, uh, with the coronavirus sweeping the world and putting everybody on lockdown and so many folks having, you know, to kind of redo their entire lives and restructure their entire lives in the time being, I'm going to try to do an episode about lessons that I've personally learned from dealing with obstacles or emergencies or just hard situations in general from adventures. And these are lessons I've learned personally, as well as lessons I've learned from other people who've been on this show. So I don't really know how to do these, just sitting here talking in front of a mic by myself for half an hour, but I'm going to try. Uh, it's a, it's a it's a great way to l- learn, and I'm pretty sure that you have a little more time to listen to podcasts than you normally do. So I, I really appreciate you listening in. Another thing, I don't feel like my opinion is all that important necessarily with all the information coming out, but you know we have a tight knit community and we have a lot of listeners and uh, we love adventure. So this, in a way, can be viewed as a as a big grand uh, adventure. And unfortunately, adventure isn't always fun. A lot of times, it's it's very serious. It's very uh, has serious consequences, just like this situation. And it is also my opinion that we often need reminders of what we already know versus learning new things. Uh, for instance, one thing that that I want to say about this episode is that it's probably a lot of stuff you already know. But something that kind of encouraged me to make this is I, there, I, I keep quotes on my desk and I keep some at about eye level. And I'm, I'm making a big push this year to be very generous with my time and with my money. I can be pretty stingy, if you want me to be honest. Actually, I call myself frugal. My wife calls me an utter and hopeless cheapskate. But I like to call myself frugal, okay? So I, I, I don't like to spend money. And when it comes to donating money, I'm, I am not good at it. So I'm trying to change that this year. And I have a bunch of quotes on my desk about being generous. I actually took the time to read them today. Because you know how you know how things are. You put them on your desk to remind you things. You just it eventually becomes just a thing in your peripheral. You never really look at. Well, today I actually looked at it and read the quotes, and it just totally changed the way I'm looking at this whole situation. You know, it's so easy in a time like this to panic, uh, to to hoard, to to really be worried about you and your own, which is totally understandable. But it also I believe skews your perspective about what's really going on and what's really important. So when I read those quotes about being generous, I was just immediately taken aback, felt totally guilty and said, okay, I I need to do something for somebody today. I need to be more generous with my time, uh, not look at the news constantly. And honestly, that has just totally changed my day. And I believe it's going to change my outlook on this whole situation. I apologize if I'm being too open with y'all. I hope you don't you know, view me differently now, but uh, that's just that's just reality of what, uh, what just happened today. So uh, my number one lesson about dealing with emergencies 
that I've learned from adventure is number one, don't panic. This might seem obvious, but like I said, we need to be reminded of what we already know versus learning new things a lot of the time, especially in situations like this. So don't panic. Do I have an example of that? I actually do. I I, I remember, I remember, I think I've told the story before. I was just a couple weeks into one of my biggest bike trips. I was with a friend and the bolt that holds my bike rack to my bike just snapped. It was like a pothole or something I hit in the road and it just snapped. And that's a pretty big deal because that rack holds up all my gear. I didn't have front panniers. I just had the back panniers or saddlebags for bike touring. And my food, my clothes, my sleeping stuff, tent, everything was in that back uh, bag. And now the, the rack wasn't literally attached to my bike, which is a huge problem. And I've actually always had a huge problem with racks for some reason. And it was it was snowing, it was raining. We were kind of a ways from town and it was a little bit, you know, I, I, I felt the urge to freak out just a little bit. But I was with my friend, we stayed calm and we found some zip ties in our kit and we literally just zip tied a piece of the rack that was, you know, a part of the whole thing, but something that had a loop in it to my bike frame, super janky, super temporary, but it ended up working so well that we kept it that way for the next 4,000 miles. I literally had no problems with these four zip ties holding 50 pounds of gear to my bike for over 4,000 miles. And it just made me realize that even if things don't go to plan, even if things just totally, literally, and figuratively fall apart, Sometimes the solution is just super simple and it might work a lot better than you thought it could before, you know, before you could ever test it in the field. So, um, and and all that realization came from not panicking. And so, you know, nothing good comes out of making a decision out of, out of panic, unless you are running from a lion or something like that. But even then, come on, you know, not a lot of us are ever going to face that. I did get chased by a buffalo one time, and I did panic, and that helped a little bit. But uh, a very rare occasion. Um, I heard a quote one time. I think this is how it went. It said, the the only two situations that you don't make a good decision is when you're hungry and when you're panicking. Okay, I think I've beaten that horse to death. Um, Number two, this sounds cheesy, but I'm going to try to not make it cheesy. Challenges equal opportunities to grow. That might sound obvious too, but none of us grow, none of us develop unless we are challenged. This situation we're all going through, being stuck at home or or trying to figure out what our kids are gonna do while we have to go to work, it is an opportunity to grow. It is a huge inconvenience for a lot of us, I'm not gonna lie. And I remember one time I was telling my dad about all these things that were going on in my life that I felt were unfair and I felt that shouldn't be happening to me. I was in school, I mean, I don't even remember what was all going on, but I remember talking to my dad and just going through like 15 things that were all going wrong, just really having a complain fest. And I remember my dad sitting there just listening quietly and when I stopped talking, he said, son, I don't know what to tell you, man. That just sounds like life to me. Like, you, do you want me to list the thousand things that are going wrong right now? And, you know, I was young. I hadn't really learned a whole lot at that point. But uh, it really stuck with me, that quote, that, that, that interaction with my dad. Because when I look at his plate or my mom's plate or someone, you know, that I think is in a lot of uh, ability or in a position of responsibility, I think, how do they handle all that? 
And I believe it is taking a perspective that this is just life, man. Life is just going to be hectic. It's going to be a lot. You just have to accept that it's going to be a gigantic challenge and that each of these challenges are an opportunity to grow. I remember going out one day on one of my trips and thinking, oh, the weather's going to be great. This is beautiful. It's going to be fantastic. And the weather just turned immediately, and it was awful for the rest of the day. And I had never gone through weather that bad before. And I remember thinking of how unfair it was, but my mind went back to that time. My dad told me, just sounds like life, son. It's totally out of your hands. There's so many things that you cannot control. And at the end of the day, I got in my tent, and I thought about that and said, how have I grown today through this challenge? And I think what it was is, you know, now I know I can go through this kind of weather. That if there's this kind of weather approaching me, I don't have to quit. I don't have to stop. And if maybe if I would have known that weather was coming, I wouldn't have gone out that day. But I did. And I knew that if it was going to come again, I could continue going and still reach my goal for the day and I could grow. So I encourage you, if this is a challenge for you, please, if you can, look at it as an opportunity to grow. Look at it as an opportunity to grow your generosity, to grow your compassion, to grow your you know, ability to prepare even. So there's a ton of ways you can look at this situation and grow from it. All right, number three, it's going to make a good story. I don't want to undermine the seriousness of this situation and the seriousness for folks' careers and, and you know livelihoods as well as you know the, your life if you have an immune system that's being compromised or if you're in a vulnerable situation. I don't want to undermine that. But I also think the most cherished things we have as humans are our stories. I will say if I had a trophy case of my life right now, I would put on every shelf the stories that I have. And there's two things I want to say about that. In our home, we have a couple sayings. Um, One of them is, if it's going to make a good story, we should be willing to go through it. I'm not proud of everything that my wife and I have had to face together. I know I've caused a lot of problems just being this out-of-control adventure sometimes. But when I look back on the last six years of marriage and the last 30 years of life, I will say I'm really glad everything that was hard that happened, I'm, I'm glad now that it happened. And I learned this lesson from one of our our guests who, uh, who broke her back. I can't even remember what episode this is now. But she broke her back um, or had some sort of issue with her back that kept her, you know, essentially paralyzed her uh, at 20 years old. And she would... St- only 21 or 22 when we talked, but it was incredibly unfair because she was an incredible athlete, college athlete, rode um, on the rowing team, all that, and it just seemed like this complete unfair thing, and she said that her goal was to get to the point where she was glad that this injury happened, get to the point in life that she was glad it happened because of the things it taught her. And I was like, oh my goodness, like, I, I don't know if that's crazy. And at the end of the episode, I remember asking her, you know, like, are you at that point yet? And she said, she said she was, she goes, yes, I am glad that I 
essentially was paralyzed for a little while. The things that it's taught me, the things that it has forced me to do just way beyond my comfort zone has been more valuable than the ability to use my back if this had never happened. And I was just so blown away by her response and so blown away by just, I mean, who says that? Who says that I'm actually glad this this happened? And, you know, I've talked about it on this show a lot. I've gotten to that point with, with my depression. I got really depressed a few years ago uh, when I felt like adventure was really limited in life. I couldn't, I felt trapped in a lot of ways. And looking back on it now, a few years separated, I'm actually really, really glad that it happened because it taught me that no matter what, I'm going to be okay. It taught me that, you know, I, well, well, I, it made me a lot more relatable to people. I know what it's like now for folks who are going through it and can have a certain amount, level of compassion for them and understanding. And it also just slowed me down in a lot of ways. I was kind of, you know, rearing to go all the time. Just, I just had this quickness with life that wasn't necessarily sustainable or healthy. And that really forced me to slow down and really forced me to think about what's important and to reflect on how I wanted to live my life moving forward. So I can say 100%, I am joyous that that happened looking back on it. I don't want to go through it again, but I'm glad it happened. And so with this situation, look at the things that it's allowing you to do. It's going to make a good story. What else has caused schools and communities essentially to just close down? You're going to be able to say you you went through this. And you're going to be able to say you lived in interesting times. Um, this past year, my great-grandmother passed away. She was in her 90s. But I remember doing the math one time. She was born in the roaring 20s. Uh, kind of like what I feel like we're going through now. Not right this second, but what we've been going through. Just a really good economy. Things are great. And she remembers her childhood was was all through the Great Depression, her early childhood, then World War II, and then the Cold War, the Korean War, the uh, you know the moon landing and the Kennedy assassination before that, uh, the Civil Rights Movement. Uh, she has literally seen with her own eyes almost forty percent of America's history from 1776 to 2019 when she passed away, and she lived. You know, she's part of the greatest generation lived in incredibly interesting times, saw everything from, I mean, cars really taking off. She told me a story one time that they were so poor during the Depression that they migrated from Alabama to, to Central Florida in a horse and buggy because they just didn't have anything. And I remember listening to her stories and hearing her the peace that she had about her life and just the perspective that she kept and, and thinking back, it was only going through those things that gave her that peace and that long-term satisfaction with the very, very little things in life. And that actually leads me into you know my next point. Number four, cherish what really is important. What is important to you for time, in times like this? What is this situation causing you to do? Is it causing you to work less? That's a great thing. Is it causing you to really sit down and say, what do I really want out of life? And sometimes being forced into a situation is the best thing for us. I don't think anyone would choose this upon ourselves to, to, to be quarantined at home or to not be able to leave or not be able to work. And if your work is threatened, I'm, I'm really sorry. Know that you're not alone. But take this time to reflect what is important to me. 
is it grand adventures? Is it grand vacation? Or is it those small things? And I will say, learning from my grandmother and also learning from adventure, the things that brought me the most joy and the things that seemed to bring her the most joy were the smallest of things. Being able to have a conversation with her kids, with her grandkids, being able to just sit and look out a window and see a bird sitting on a branch. That's something I've done a lot more in the last week than I've done in a long time since I was on my last adventure. Having a cup of coffee that was just really, really good. It's those little things right now that make life just so incredible. And the beauty about these little things that that honestly make us the happiest is that they are in abundance in times of prosperity and challenging times like right now. You do not have to have a million dollars in the bank to sit and enjoy a cup of coffee with your kids looking out a window and just what's going on out on that tree in your yard. That is a wonderful thing, and things like that are just absolutely wonderful. Don't take any money other than the cup of coffee. Don't take a ton of time. And don't take a ton of effort. You know, when I look back on my biggest adventures, it wasn't those, you know, it is those big feats that you're super proud of, but the happiness that came from that is those tiniest of interactions with nature, with people, and with something very, very, very small that just makes an enormous impact. But all of those added together leads to a wonderful life. And I think that this time, this adventure we're all really going through can teach us that. All right, what was that? Number four? All right, number five. What you can control is the most important, obviously. There's so many things out of your control right now. And with an adventure, the weather, honestly, road conditions, you know, um, trail conditions, whatever. So many things are out of your control with whatever adventure you're doing. You can plan, you can prepare, but even then, I'd say about 50% of it is just... It's just luck with, when it, with, with all these things lining up. But the thing you can control, which I find the most important, is really just your attitude. Your attitude about it all is honestly the difference between looking through this with a red, a red lens on your glasses and a, and, a, and a blue lens on your glasses. Like that difference in color is literally the difference in your attitude versus not. How are you going to perceive everything? Are you going to perceive it through extremely negative viewpoint, which if you do, I'm sorry, you're going to have a bad time. Or can you look through it through a very positive viewpoint? Really, I mean, that changes everything for you. And that's the only thing that is absolutely up to you. And so the two things that I've learned about that, um, the two things that you can control and that I've learned from other adventures, actually someone who rode a boat across the ocean, I honestly forget um, their name as well. Uh, and this is actually not someone we had on the, the show. It was a, a book I read once about this uh, couple that was planning to row across the ocean. They get like 10 miles offshore and the husband has a panic attack and has to be rescued. Uh, the wife ended up divorcing her husband, pretty much deciding to on the spot, and ended up rowing this two-person rowboat across the Atlantic completely by herself for about 110 days. And she said the thing that got her through this, the two things, were the only two things she could control. That was visualizing the finish, imagining what getting through this would be like, the joy of getting through it, picturing herself at the finish line, hugging her mom, 
talking to the news, eating that giant steak that she was going to eat that night um, on the other side of the ocean, celebrating with her friends and family. That was the first thing that got her through. The second thing was just her attitude, not letting her attitude slip into a state of uh, disarray, of panic, and of pessimism and negativity. That is what you can control in this moment, and I believe that is the most, you know, the, the biggest impact you can have right now is how you look at this. All right, that was number five. Number six, let's see, I'm going to move these around a little bit. All right, number six, have a sense of humor. It's very easy to get super serious and, and uh, just rigid as can be in your personality during times like this. And when times aren't, you know, when things aren't going great, it's it's easy not to have fun and it's easy not to have a sense of humor. But I believe having a sense of humor is probably one of the most important things uh, you can do during really stressful times. Um, not as a form of escapism either. It's just a, a form of, of stress relieving and also helps keep things in perspective. I'm trying to think of a story of where, you know, being funny helped. I do have one story that we were, weren't really having a good time then, but we laughed about it soon after. Me and my buddy were sitting in a tent. It was incredibly stressful. We had been biking all day. You know, we had dealt with bears and bison and, and, uh, weather was awful. Finding a place to camp was awful. We get in the tent and we both had our own sporks. Uh, <laughs> and Paul, my friend, Paul, y'all have heard his name before. We we were making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Cause that's pretty much what we were living on at, at the time. And he said, you know, he was making his sandwich, making his peanut butter, pull, you know, getting peanut butter out of the jar. And I was like, oh, shoot, man, it's raining outside. Our bikes are kind of away from the tent. And I didn't, I forgot to grab my spork. And I said, hey, Paul, can I, uh, can I borrow yours? And he was like, no. He was being a real jerk about it. And I was like, dude, let me borrow your spork. It's not that big a deal. He goes, okay, but don't lick it when you're done. Don't lick this peanut butter off the spork. And I was like, all right, whatever. I won't lick it. Big deal. And so I remember getting a spore, getting the peanut butter out, wiping it on my bread. But then I needed to open the jar of jelly to put it on the other piece of bread. And I didn't have anywhere to lay the spoon down or the spork down. So I, I, without even thinking, I just stuck it in my mouth. Paul was leaning to the side, grabbing something. I think he's getting just journal out of his backpack or something. He turned and looked at me, snatched the spork right out of my mouth and slapped me across the face with it. And I pushed him, and he pushed me back. We're smashing the uh, the peanut butter and bread everywhere, and we tussle on the ground of the tent for just a little bit. And he overpowers me. We stop. We sit back up, and we just kind of sit there like quiet as can be, you know, the rest of the night, just pissed off at each other, and end up, you know, end up going to bed kind of angry, but we ended up laughing about it the next day and soon after and something we still laugh about to this day. I would say try to find situations where you're where you're making light and, and having a sense of humor in the moment rather than having to think back on it because that was pretty stressful and I was pretty angry. But uh, it was a funny story looking back and it teaches me, you know, moving forward, if there's <laughs> things my wife and I are particularly going through or stressful times with the baby, um, let's just have a sense of humor about it. It really does help. All right, number seven, let's see. Okay, this is actually an action step that I want everyone to do today. I, w I want you to do this today, if you're not already doing it. I want you to take a step to snuff out fear 
and to give hope. You know, fear and hope are just as contagious as one another. One's just easier to do. I believe hope is the key to getting through stuff like this, but it doesn't come as easily as making the effort to be hopeful. However, it is just as contagious as fear. So if you don't mind, I really wish you would pull your phone out if you're listening to it right now, you know, on your phone, just just take a moment, ask somebody you know, talk to a neighbor, is there anything I can do to help you? And that is obviously an extension of my goal to be more generous in 2020 because I'm, I can kind of be a little stingy with my money, with my stuff, and I really need to work on getting my view outside of myself and helping other people. So if you don't mind, take time today to reach out to somebody, see how they're doing, ask them if they need help, because the support of, of our community and our families is what's you know going to help us all get through this in a peaceful, humane way. And the very last lesson that I'll have to uh, that I'd like to share is uh, something I learned from from a guy that I met riding his bike around the world. He uh, he had been biking around the world for about four years, and I was going through a particularly uh, particularly hard time in, in my trip at the time. And I was I remember just being really down, and uh, I think this guy could see it. I was contemplating quitting this trip, just it was going terribly. I didn't feel great, and uh, the weather was terrible. And I remember asking this guy, I was like, "Hey, um, you know, what is the biggest lesson you've learned from four years riding your bike around the world?" And he had gone through. And this was after telling me a ton of stories about just some crazy situations. And he said, "The biggest thing I've learned is." This too shall pass. Whatever situation you're in, it's going to change relatively quickly for a lot of us. And then particularly this situation that we're going through right now, all of us, you know, as a world, it's it's moving fast, it's fluid, it's changing all the time. And it is my belief that, you know, it, it's going to pass relatively quickly. It's one day going to be a sentence Oh yeah, remember coronavirus? Oh yeah, one time there was this virus that swept the world called coronavirus, and we all got through it. And you know, we we made it. We learned our lessons. We it's it's a story now. It was an opportunity to grow, and keeping in mind that you know it is going, it is going to pass. So hopefully this wasn't a giant waste of your half hour. <laughs> um, feels very awkward to do this with no guest. And I don't feel like it was com- incredibly cohesive, but hopefully this was something that was valued, valuable to you. I encourage you to share some of these lessons with folks. Uh, please just you know keep a level head. Don't panic during this time. Help someone in need. Please don't let it be all about yourself. I am also trying to do that, not let it just be about me and my family, but also who, who can I help? I'm in a very blessed situation, um, as many of you are. Let's use this and, uh, and do good and spread some love. Spread some hope and some love. And, uh, yeah, let's just all turn off the news for just a little bit. It's uh, The sky's sky always been falling to the news, you know what I'm saying? But uh, anyway, if you, if you got any reflection on this, got any lessons that you want to share, email me at info at adventuresportspodcast.com or directly to me as mason at adventuresportspodcast.com. All right, stay safe, stay healthy out there, and we'll talk to you on Monday.